my recommendation for optimizing your top of search placements would be looking at the ACoS disparity between top of search, product page, rest of search. ACoS factors in both conversion rate and CPC. So the cost benefit analysis relative to like the higher conversion efficiency is priced into that. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Schellerud from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Mr. Matt Wickland, also from Ad Advance. So, Matt, how are you doing today? Joe, I'm doing so well. My day is going so well that if it was an ad placement, it'd be at top of search. <laughs> You don't like that? You know, yeah, that was that was good. That was that too was too corny. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Yep, yep. So today for our episode, what we want to cover is actually talking through placement adjustments, which is why I think Matt went that way with the intro. Very good tying it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we did an episode a little while ago with uh, Jeremy, who gets to review a lot of different accounts on our team. And we talked through what some of the key opportunities that we continually see in accounts. And underutilization of placement adjustments was top of our list. And the reason is that we see so much solid performance coming in, especially from top of search. And so what we wanted to do is spend this episode just kind of talking through these placement adjustments why they're important and how you implement those as you go. Just because we feel like there's a lot of people who are leaving a lot of performance on the table, really, by not utilizing these. And they're really easy to implement. That's key focus for the podcast today. Matt, maybe as a quick intro, walk us through like the different placement types and why this matters. Sure. So I think the majority of this conversation will be geared towards sponsored products. So I'll speak to that. There are three sponsored product placements on Amazon, top of search, rest of search, and product page. So top of search is that first row on page one. If you navigate to page two, there's a first row that's not top of search, that's considered rest of search. It has to be the first row of, of ads on page one to qualify as top of search. Uh, product page would be any impression on product pages. Rest of search is every single other sponsored product placement other than that top row page one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, if we look at, I mean, just taking another step back. So if we type in search results on Amazon and we're looking at the different products that show up, we just recently did a post just kind of highlighting what those search results look like. And over time, they have really changed. So I started selling in 2014. There weren't that many ads in search results. Now, if you go in and you look at the search results overall, like we typed in, I think it was dog toys, um, and looked at what shows up. The very top banner was sponsored brands, top of search. Right below that was four listings that were sponsored products, top of search. Then right below that, there were the first organic listings that popped up, but you actually had to scroll down to see them. So they were not above the fold, especially on mobile. And then went down right below that. Then it was, I believe, like the top rated products, which were also sponsored. And then below that, it was sponsor brand video, which takes up a huge amount of real estate. And so we're already halfway through the page. And all we've seen is four organic listings. And everything else is ads. So a ton of top of search ads. And I think what's happening overall is that when people are searching on Amazon, a lot of people don't realize that there's even ads there. 
or they just blend in so well, especially on the sponsor product side, that people just view them as, okay, this must be the first organic listing. Amazon knows best. I'm going to click into it and I'm going to purchase. And so we're continually seeing more and more of the top premier space and search results going to ads. And those are going to the top of search placements. And so we're seeing this really reflected in the different results, like as we're looking and comparing between the different ad types. But I believe that's why we're, we're seeing a lot more volume there. We're seeing a ton of sales there and we're seeing some great performance overall from top of search, which is why we like to focus on it a lot. Yeah, totally. If you put yourself in the audience's shoes, a shopper's shoes, you type in a search, a number of results appear before you even have to scroll. Uh, if it's relevant to your search, a ton of people click through. Those that don't and start to scroll down the page, finding that first row of organic or exploring even further beyond that, you know, three quarters scrolled up the bottom of the page, that's a pickier consumer. That's somebody that's been exposed to a number of relevant products to their search most likely and hasn't clicked through yet. So they're already performing a lot of comparisons, trying to figure out what they want, making price comps. So that audience is inherently more picky. Like they'll click through on ads, but because they're in shopping mode and not buying mode, mm -hmm. they're not going to convert as quickly. What you get with top of search and those very high visibility, top of search, top of page, quick to find ad placements is are shoppers that are ready to buy. They type in a search. This is what I want. I'm going to click through. I'm going to purchase it. I don't need to make a ton of comparisons. This is what I'm looking to get. Sure. So just inherently because of the audience that you're reaching, uh, conversion rates tend to be a lot higher and all the, you know, the other quality metrics. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, subconsciously, just because we're seeing it show up at the top right. of search results, we're also used to like Google ranking and Amazon ranking that the top products are always going to show up at the top of search results. And so inherently, like there is definitely that piece where if you're scrolling down to the bottom, you know, that person is browsing. And so rest of search definitely going to not perform as well. Same with product page placement. So if I click into a product and now I go down and I click on a different ad out of that product, I mean, that inherently says that I'm more in a browsing mode versus just that, uh, that like quick purchase that you may see for top of search. But then the other piece that I think that really adds to it too, is just this subconscious viewpoint that whatever shows up on top is probably going to be the best product for me. We've been trained just with the algorithms, like, you know, Google search stats on if you're a top one through three, the percentage of clicks that you get is so much higher than anything below. I think Amazon still has that too. And they're seeing it and they're allocating more of that space to ads now that takes advantage of that. I feel like that's another key piece that leads to these really solid conversion rates that we see for top of search. Yeah. And then we know consumers, the more options they're presented with, the more fatigued they get and less likely to convert too. So sure. yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if we look at the actual results that we're seeing, so just pulling out overall top of search, I mean, from a conversion rate standpoint, we're seeing a two to three X increase in conversion rate. And, you know, just to, to kind of reflect on conversion rate. So it's the probability that once somebody clicks, they're going to lead to a purchase. So if we had 100 clicks and 20 led to a purchase, that's going to be a 20% conversion rate. For top of search, we can see up to like 30%. And this is on an overall average level. So really huge amounts of conversion rate going to top of search 
compared to like two to three X less in terms of rest of search or product page, I think just really relating to some of these factors. Yeah. And that's huge. An audience is twice as likely to click through and convert. That means you can afford to pay two times as much per click with your sponsored ad results uh, or with your sponsored ad campaigns and achieve the same exact efficiency metrics, ROAS or ACOS. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of people too get hung up on, all right, well, cost per click is a lot higher for top of search and I can't afford that. But if 100 people click on your ad and 20 people make a purchase compared to 10 for the lower result, like, yes, you should be willing to pay two times the amount per click. And from a performance standpoint, it's going to be equivalent overall. So I wouldn't just let the viewpoint on, okay, top of search is really expensive deter you. Um, if top of search is not converting well and you're not able to get a good return on it it's probably not top of search itself it might just be an overall advertising issue that we've got and it could tie back to the product or competition or other pieces like that too yeah keyword relevancy too yep yep for sure if you're trying to go too general with top of search like yes it can get extremely expensive but kind of niching down on the different keywords that you're you're using for top of search yeah that's another key piece to take into account for sure Yep. And then one other item that I, I think we should talk about too is just the impact for organic rankings with top of search. So if we look at top of search, um, we talked about the conversion rate impacts two to three times higher with top of search versus the rest of the ad types. If we look at click through rate, so a huge amount higher. So I, I mean, doing the math in my head, like at least five to six times higher than the other ad types. And so if we look at how Amazon organically ranks different products, like conversion rate and click-through rate are two key metrics that they're always looking at. So if somebody types in dog toys and my organic listing or my product that shows up in ads has a much higher click-through rate than a comparative product, they're probably going to say, all right, this product's more relevant. Let's rank it higher. The same for conversion rate. So once somebody clicks in, if it leads to purchase more often, well, that's great for Amazon because they're making more sales. That's great for our customers because we're showing them a more relevant product that they're willing to buy. And that's great for us too because that's leading to more sales overall. And so these are two major flags that get incorporated into the organic rank results. And it's another key reason why we definitely want to leverage top of search as much as possible. Yeah. And order velocity or sales velocity are, you know, is king for a ranking metric along with you know, conversion rate and CTR, like you were saying, uh, placement for placement, uh, top of search drives so much volume. Every search starts with a keyword and those products are getting exposure for that keyword. It doesn't re require scroll depth going to, you know, halfway down the page before sure. you find it. So great for driving a lot of sales volume, great in terms of conversion rate, great in terms of CTR. So when we're leveraging top of search and your competitors aren't, it just positions your product so much better comparatively when we're posting these higher conversion rates, higher sales, all that good stuff. That's the recipe to rank on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've covered a lot of items on why we, we really like top of search placements. Um, walk us through how you actually implement that. And again, we'll focus more on the sponsor product side since that's going to drive the majority of our spend. But just kind of walk through how, how you implement and try to target more top of search placements. Yeah. So for 
the the seller listening to this podcast episode, my recommendation for optimizing your top of search placements would be looking at the ACoS disparity between top of search, product page, rest of search. That factors in, ACoS factors in both conversion rate and CPC. So like the cost benefit analysis relative to like the higher conversion efficiency is priced into that. Uh, and so- So how, how do you get that information? How do you see it? Sure. So yeah, maybe take a step back, back a little bit. So we know top of search, search is an ad placement. We know product page is an ad placement, rest of search, but there are settings at the campaign level in your sponsored product campaigns that allow you to escalate bids for top of search or product page placements. There's no setting for rest of search. So these are this is a campaign level control. It applies to all the targets within your campaign. You set a value above zero, and that tells Amazon, I'm willing to pay X percent more for top of search or product page placements. So it escalates your bids and allows you to be more competitive to gain those specific placements. So we know top of search converts, you know, two times better on average, let's say, let's just use that as an example. Sure. That means that uh, you can afford to pay twice as much per click to achieve the same exact ACoS or ROAS in your campaign for top of search. So in an example like that, if you want to balance each of those placements, the performance across each of those placements, you could use 100% top of search setting, have your bids be escalated by 2x, uh, and yeah, have equivalent ACoS ac across each one. Yeah. So just kind of walking through a quick example, and then we'll we'll break it down in a little bit more detail once we start tying into like bidding types. But say my bid is set at $1. So I'm bidding up to, or my cost per click is $1, we'll say. We'll just say that bid and cost per quick click are equivalent. Then if I put 100% top of search placement adjustment, essentially that says, all right, I'm going to add in an extra 100% to whatever bid you placed. Um, so for that, I could bid up to $2 for top of search. And so we add in, it's a percentage that you put in for each of these adjustments. Like Matt said, you can adjust for top of search or product page placement. And then rest of search is the other one that shows up that unfortunately we can't adjust, but we can adjust the two. And so overall, let's say conversion rate is double, even though it's even a bit more. If we use a 100% placement adjustment that says that for top of search placements, we're willing to double our bids to get those placements and pay that equivalent cost per click. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess for general campaign optimization, where you're optimizing around an ACoS target, one of the key goals of that bidding by placement, that placement optimization, would be having an equivalent ACoS across each of the three uh, placement types, top of search, product page, and rest of search. When they're balanced and they're equivalent, what that means is all of those underlying bids within your campaign are being escalated appropriately for each ad placement. So that puts like the control back on all the underlying bids within the campaign. But there are some situations where you may be willing to pay an additional cost premium for top of search, and that would be when ranking or sales velocity are a key objective. So we know top of search typically converts significantly better than those other placements. We know that 
when conversion rate sales velocity is higher, it benefits your organic ranking. We may be willing to spend more proportionately more or, you know, spend slightly less efficiently on top of search placements because of that conversion rate benefit and the ancillary benefits that it has in your account. So you wouldn't necessarily in every circumstance aim for like balanced performance, ACOS performance for each of the placements. In certain circumstances, it's top of search is really beneficial and you just want to drive more volume there. So like yeah. you may stomach a higher ACOS for top of search because of all the other benefits and stuff. Yeah. So just to, just to summarize, cause Matt hit a couple different strategies there. So general strategy is let's try to achieve a certain ACOS target or a certain ROAS target, which are equivalent. They're just the inverse of each other. And so for this case, what we do and how we approach it is we set placement adjustments, trying to balance for performance to hit those ACOS goals. And so let's say we just took over an account and they were not using placement adjustments at all. So it's set at zero for top of search and product page. And we look and say top of search has a 10% ACOS and product page and rest of search both have a 20% ACOS. What we do is then we'd say, okay, cool. We can double our bids for top of search and still achieve the same ACOS, which is the 20% overall target. And so we'll boost up top of search by 100% and then look at the ACOS. Once we do that, now since we're bidding more, our ACOS may go up for top of search. But then what happens is since we're bidding more, we're winning a lot more impressions and getting a lot more traffic and sales, which is helping to spin the flywheel and help with our organic rankings and drive sales velocity and all that other good stuff too. So that's the general case when we're looking at overall optimization of placement adjustments. There can be other unique strategies that we utilize where we might really focus on top of search and those can be like for ranking strategies so say there's a couple of keywords that we really want to own and we know that we should be the highest performing product we know that we should be ranked number one for those what we can do is we can use an even higher adjustment for top of search to try to drive as much volume as possible win that top spot from an advertising perspective and then also get the conversion rate benefits by having more top of search uh, volume going through get the ctr or the click-through rate benefits and then also get that sales velocity benefit and that all helps to feed into our organic ranking and helps to beat the competition as a whole and so for those we may be even boost above like so say in the last case we put a hundred percent adjustment maybe we go for two hundred percent for this one because we want to focus the majority of our spend on top of search, which is going to have the highest impact to our ranking. And so there's a lot of different strategies that you can implement to take top of search into account. And we look at each of these strategies individually and how we modify the placement adjustments changes. Overall, though, for our general structures, what we want to do is balance performance based off of the placement adjustments. And then we use bids kind of to steer the ship overall for the underlying targets and their performance. Yeah. So we mentioned ranking campaigns. Another example that may be a bit unique where we'd go heavier with top of search would be brand defense. Sure. So those placements are incredibly valuable. That's Those top of search placements are going to be where you lose the majority of your business if you're not defending those placements. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar with brand defense, it's really 
we're bidding for our own brand and trying to kick off the competition to make sure that they're not trying to poach our customers. So if they type in our brand, we want to make sure that we own those top spots. So all they see are our ads, our placements, and they go through with purchasing our products. Yeah, for sure. In terms of opt- optimization, there are a couple other wrinkles that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, sure. Campaign bidding strategies yep. and then also target consistency within campaigns. Sure. So I think campaign bidding strategies, simpler place to start. So for a sponsored product campaign, you have three bidding strategies to choose from. Dynamic down only, fixed bids, and dynamic up and down. Um, so if we're talking like ranking campaigns and brand defense where it's like, hey, top of search or bust, we want these placements, yeah. I'd recommend using fixed bid strategies. The key reason for that, uh, dynamic up and down and dynamic down, Amazon can choose to decrease your bid if they feel like the likelihood of a conversion is less. Uh, Fixed bid, you're saying, this is the price I want to pay. Don't dynamically reduce my bid. So how this ties into placement settings is Amazon could dynamically reduce your bid and then apply your placement setting, and it's not near the level to gain top of search impressions. So by using fixed bids, it won't Amazon won't ratchet down uh, bids. It helps you ensure you get the top of search placement. Yep. And just quick note, like using fixed bids, uh, it's still a second price auction. Like if I bid one dollar, I'm not paying one dollar no matter what. It's not fixed price. You'll still pay ninety two cents if the next highest bidder is ninety one cents. Uh, for example, how about dynamic? up and down or dynamic down what do you have to say about those with uh placement settings yeah yeah so so like matt said fixed bids are great for areas where we know we want to own those top of search placements for other campaigns where we're really focused on say trying to achieve an acos target overall we use dynamic down quite a bit and so it's an extra layer that amazon can provide some guidance and based off of the conversion rates that they're seeing and everything they can reduce bids down a bit and that's a nice safe option that we like to use quite a bit fixed bids are great for general strategies dynamic down is a great strategy overall to make sure that all right we're achieving our targets amazon has some control to dynamic reduce them but it can't dynamically increase them for dynamic up and down we don't use that very much and the key reason is that we're giving a lot of control to amazon especially on the upper bound for spend so for instance we'll just go back to the the example that we had previously where we'll say that we're bidding a dollar for our product and if we have dynamic up and down Now what Amazon can do is they can say, okay, we think you're going to convert really well for this product. So they can increase my bid up to 100% higher. And so my $1 bid can now become $2. Well, if I'm using 100% placement adjustment for top of search, now what Amazon can do is say, all right, their bid is actually $2 because I just boosted it up by 100%. Now I can double that again because I have 100% boost for top of search. And so before we know it, our $1 bid can become a $4 cost per click, and that can get expensive really quickly. And so I think that's where some people have potentially gotten burned for top of search is by combining dynamic up and down with placement adjustments, especially if they're getting aggressive with placement adjustments. And so that's one key piece that I would keep in mind is when you're looking and you're using dynamic up and down, um, 
I would I would make sure that you're, you're not getting too aggressive with top of search placement adjustments or just switch your bidding strategy so you've got a lot more control. That's probably the, the way to go. That's the road I'd go for sure. Like top of search placement settings can create so much value in an account. Uh, value added is greater than dynamic up and down. So sure. it kind of, Amazon kind of forces their hand to choose one or the other uh, because dynamic up plus say 100% top of search gives you a CPC range of two cents to $4. It's absurd. You lose control. Uh, top of search, it, it, it just creates a ton of, ton of value in your campaigns. The upside's greater than using dynamic up yep. based on all the testing that we've done, which has been extensive. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe talk about grouping of specific products or specific targets and how, how you review that when, when setting top of search settings. Yeah. So, uh, placement settings are at the campaign level. So that means they apply to all the underlying targets within that campaign. They escalate all the bids within your campaign by that percentage amount for that ad placement. So the more consistently those targets perform, the better your optimization is at the campaign level. And this can be a bit of a delicate balance. Like you don't want to run exclusively like isolation campaign, single keyword, because it just creates so much data scarcity. It makes placement adjust, uh, placement management more challenging or it, it requires more time uh, to build a reliable data set. If you group uh, target, like targets together, like where they're expected to convert very consistently, like brand defense versus like long tail category keywords versus upper funnel keywords. That gives you kind of best of both worlds. So conversion rates are uh, the disparity between top of search, product page, rest of search are going to be consistent. And then you get to build a bigger data set too. Uh, and all the other benefits, you know, like better budget control and stuff too exists. So target consistency is important. Uh, when you're mapping out your campaigns, just keep that in mind. So you're not like grouping branded with category keywords and potentially splitting out like upper funnel, like camping accessories versus lightweight 2% tent. Like those will probably perform differently in each of the placements. So it's worth segmenting in cases like that to benefit your placement optimization. Yeah. Yeah. So high level message there is when we're, when we're looking at how we set up campaigns, I know some like to go through and break out every single keyword into its own campaign, because then you're able to adjust placement settings for every single keyword. Uh, personally, we feel like that's overkill. And then it just segments the data so much to campaign budget control gets really tough. And just looking at 6,000 campaigns too, it's really hard to judge overall performance. And so what we like to do is let's break campaigns into with keywords that perform are going to perform similar to each other. And then we can use placement adjustments based off of that. So we try to bridge the gap, like everything in Amazon advertising, there's going to be trade-offs with the approach. So we like to take the steps where we feel like are going to add the most value without adding extra, any extra complexity. And then you also have to be very careful. You don't want to separate the data too much because then it just makes it harder to make those solid moves overall. Yeah. So overall, I mean, we just covered a lot of items for placement adjustments, bid strategies and everything and how they tie in. I, I think a key thing, key takeaway is just going into your sponsored product campaigns, 
clicking on the placement tab and making sure you're not seeing all zeros there, chances are that top of searches is going to be performing a lot better. You know, if we look at, even though we keep talking about this, like top of search is still very underutilized. So in terms of like performance and what you have to pay for that performance, um, it performs really well in terms of how much we had to pay. So in terms of ad efficiency, top of search, even though with all these benefits, is one of our most efficient ad types that we see too. And it drives a huge amount of volume. So key message is take a look at your top of search settings and make sure that you've got something set for your sponsored product campaigns. Any other key pieces that you want to add, Matt? I have kind of a in the weeds fun fact. It's, it's a commonly asked question that we get, so I feel like it's worth addressing. Sure. I won't spend too too long on it. But uh, one of the questions that I see from time to time is, uh, hey, I'm running a product targeting only campaign, and it's not just getting product page impressions. It's getting top of search impressions. Yeah. It's getting rest of search impressions. Mm-hmm. I'm targeting an ASIN. Like, shouldn't the impressions only be on that page? You would think so, but... The reason why a product target can get top of search impressions or rest of search is Amazon will actually give your ad impressions in search results if the ASIN that you're targeting is ranked in the top few positions uh, organically for those keywords. So product targets can still net you exposure in search results. So that's why you're seeing top of search metrics and rest of search metrics and product targeting only campaigns. Yeah. Love that because we've gotten that question and we initially asked the exact same thing. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, very cool. So overall, again, take a look at your placement adjustment settings for sponsored products. Make sure you've got something there. And then as you're optimizing it, you you can start with a smaller adjustment. If you are still seeing favorable performance, start increasing that as you go. But this is a key item that we see consistently being underutilized. So key takeaway, make sure you take a look, click on the the placement tab under sponsored products campaigns and check that out. So as always, this has been another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. We really appreciate you listening. I look forward to you joining us on the next episode.